Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Thursday morning. We are glad to be with you. Joel, I got a question before we do anything else for you. Because you are a man of, you are a font of knowledge when it comes to the Bible. Well, there's probably folks that know it better than, than I. I. I know my well, Lord the and Savior, Jesus this, Christ, though, so let's see if I can The two people it. in this room, you know it better than me. So here's my question. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. But for right now. I would encourage you. That, that doesn't help me at this <laughs> moment in time. So what I'm going to say to you is this. In the Bible, in Genesis, after the flood, God promised Noah that he would never end the world by flood again. Is that correct? That, he did. Now, now, now here's, my, here's my question. He said Mississippi. But. Let me get my question. Did Noah get that in writing? <laughs> he got it imprinted upon the sky with the rainbow. We have we, we, we have visual proof, uh, but I, I don't know for a fact, you know, if you want to play the semantics game, I don't know that, that God promised that he would not destroy the state of Mississippi. He said the world. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean uh, I guess you could flood Mississippi. It's too much. <laughs> I'm going to the, I'm, we're going to go to opening day in an ark. You know, I got to paddle on up there. I'd I like got two cats. Do you have two dogs? That's all. We're, that's all the animals. I'd are like survive. to think that someone in the, the near pig. in the near vicinity, because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of folks that are good Christian folks. Right. You know, Noah was a righteous man. Yeah. And was one of the few, so or yeah. one of the only. So that, that was that's why, why he was saved. That was why God said, "Build, build you a boat." Noah. I'd like to think there's someone in the area that, if God was indeed destroying us via flood, seen Evan that, Almighty? That he would have said, "You know what? You build." I would like to think that we would see somebody building the boat. Have you seen Evan Almighty? I have not. That's one not. where uh, they, they, he becomes Noah. There's yeah. like a second okay. flood. So maybe you should check that out. Uh, of course, movie? got noted Ole Miss fan Morgan Freeman in it. But oh, is that the one where he's God? Well, that's Bruce Almighty first, and then that's it's, right. It's that's no, right. it's Evan Almighty, which is not as good, but it's 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 about the flood. So, yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. Um, we hope everyone is floating. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Every, no, no, I hope you're not floating. I hope you're <laughs> quite the opposite. Well, like in a boat, floating. Oh, in a boat? Yeah, yeah or, if it's gotten to that point, yeah. yeah that's, but yeah, we hope that you're just, you know, walking around on dry ground. Yeah, that, that, that would be ideal. That would be best at this yeah, time. All but right. if you're on water, we hope you're floating in a boat or up on a house or just not underwater. Canoe. Maybe even one of those pool uh, float things. A lot of water out there, man. It's crazy. All yeah, right. Yesterday, driving to Oxford... I li- literally the drive, home, the drive up there was not bad for me because I got out early. The drive home was bad. Well, I mean, it rained on me all the way there, all the way home. But beyond that, on the side of like Highway Nine, there were points where it was like, man, if this continues, this is going to be over <laughs> Highway Nine. Yeah. I think. Like, yeah. So anyway, there are a couple places like that for sure. It was better driving back at night, I guess, because you couldn't see them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, true. Just driving true. right along. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We just that was our that was our biblical moment for the week. Uh, Appreciate everybody who's listening at supertalk.fm or anybody or wherever you're getting your podcast. We appreciate that, especially our servicemen and women who, if this continues, we might see some of those servicemen and women here in Mississippi. The National Guard is going to get a phone call at some point. Some sandbags are going to have to get put out. I do think sunshine's coming. Friday, it's coming Friday, Friday, at least, is supposed to be a, maybe cold. Freezing but cold. But I'll t- I would take cold and sunny at this point Yeah, for what we've got. All right. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They will, they, they, what is it, this, the saying, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep serving coffee till the river runs dry? Well, there you go. They will they will be there for you. Uh, so check them out this weekend if you're up here for uh, for baseball. 
It's going to be cold, so it would not it would not be a bad idea to stop buying it a hot coffee or hot chocolate or something before you head to the ballpark. Keep yourself warm. And another way to keep yourself warm is to stop by College Corner, one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're, they are in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell. Maybe buy a new MSU hoodie, a new M over S hoodie might be the way to go. Get you ready for uh, for opening day at Denny Noble Field. Or you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com and their delivery men, <laughs> the, the people who deliver stuff, they'll brave the elements for you. You don't even have to go outside to get that brand new MSU merchandise. It's Rumblings Day. We got plenty of questions. May have actual rumbles in the background as we do the rumble. Yeah, you're not wrong. A lot of questions, uh, and, and amongst a ton of mentions today too. So if we have a moment where I'm trying to get through stuff, it's because I was I was caught up in a conversation. But that said, I'm very pleased that our first question is from our old friend Kyle Niblett, still running things down there in the state of Florida. You may have seen him. If you have ever watched an episode of NXT, you have seen Kyle Niblett. Before you get to his question, did you see his story today yes. on Twitter? Ran into Mangum. Yeah. Saw saw a, tr- a, a truck and had a Mets decal and a Mississippi tag, and he was like, hey, what if that was Mangum driving to spring training? And it was Mangum. It was Mangum driving to spring training. So Why is he driving to spring training? The Mets, what kind of organization is that? They can't well, I mean, if you're going to be in Florida for like two months, you might want your vehicle. I guess. I just Uber everywhere. But I mean... I guess not that not that Jake won't one day be a rich man, but playing in Jake the minors, is a rich man. Playing in the minor leagues, he's not exactly Jake. A rich Jake man. has already got his money because his dad's got the money, so they're they're fine. I don't, I don't think that's the issue. Well, Jake Jake will make his own fortune one day. I have no doubt about that. What do we see from Kyle Niblett as the WWE title match at WrestleMania? Goldberg versus Reigns, Fiend versus Reigns. Why? I think he he nailed it. Fiend versus Reigns is going to be the answer. To this they've built the Fiend up to this unstoppable monster. Who is the only one who can stop him? The big dog, Roman Reigns. This is the problem. Is this the Fiend is so over? Even as I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I, and honestly, they probably won't do it right. But that's what the main event is going to be, I or not the main event, but that's the WWE title. I think that that is. I think you're right. Where I think we may differ. I don't trust WWE to do the right thing, but I think Fiend may go over in that yeah. instance. Yeah. And, and and beat Reigns. Really? Because. I mean, I just feel like Reigns is an established. So where do star. they put? Where does they? Where does that reign in for for the Fiend? That's a good question. Like, who is the the person who finally steps up to to to, to take him down? Ah, uh, it's a good question. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. But I'm a fan of long title reigns when done right. They and, can be, and, yeah, and, it's great. And I, I think that everyone going into that match, kind of like you, would kind of think, well, this is where it ends. Yeah. I mean, give him that win, and then and then you leave people guessing, like, well, who's going to end? Yeah, it? yeah. And then, then so I just feel like for long term storytelling, mm-hmm. it's great if 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 Fiend continues on. Okay, I like I like where you're going. All right, uh, A Swenson, how much do athletes' absurd actions get shielded by agents, particularly in contract negotiations? A ton, a ton. That's, that's what you pay those people for. Yeah. Right. So. Uh what has hurt NASCAR more, the shift in overall political views in the country? Or Dale Earnhardt's death. I don't think it's either one of those things. To be totally honest with you, no. Because the shift of I, overall politics in the country, the country is more conservative than ever. So conservative people like NASCAR. You know, that's a really good question. Why has it declined? Because, because they don't. It's not Dale Earnhardt being dead. It's that they haven't promoted who. Who's, who's the top a star, star in NASCAR who's right a star? now? Have no idea. 
Used to know all those guys. Is Jimmy Johnson still going? I have no idea. If he is, I literally him. don't know. If, if he is, it's him. I don't think Jeff Gordon is racing anymore. He's not. Um, in I don't fact, know, when I don't I, know whenever, if Tony uh, Stewart is still racing. I don't think he is. But so I don't I, know any of the new guys. And I, I'm not saying I was ever a huge NASCAR fan, but I'd watch Daytona. I'd watch some of the. I'd watch Talladega. Yeah, like like and now early, I don't watch that stuff anymore. Early two thousands, and I, I it's I, huge. I don't want to say that I was a. I, I was not a diehard NASCAR fan, but you watched. But I watched every week. I, or I, I would at least, at the very minimum, keep up. Yeah. Now and, nobody uh, does. Now that. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I have no idea who won. I don't even know what cup it is anymore. You know, it used to yeah. be the Winston Cup, and then it was a Sprint Cup, and then it was the. I don't even know what it is now. Yeah. So I have no idea what the what the top series is. I agree. Uh, let's see here. How would you feel about a conference versus conference in the four major sports? For example, Clemson versus State in football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball. Each school hosts two sports back-to-back seasons for the overall win. How much money would that generate and how hard would it be to pull off? First off, not Clemson. Yeah. Don't want no part of that in football. Let's pick pick again. North Carolina? Sure. We did it. We did just get an actual rumble. Got a rumble way. right there. That was a little thunder. I'm sure the lightning will, uh, will soon be behind it. Um, or perhaps preceded it. Either way. I like the the concept. Well, your problem here is, I mean, schools don't schedule as a whole. Yeah. You know, I mean, each individual sport would have to schedule it. Here's and and every every spot he's going to have one hang up. For example, like I said, North Carolina, right? North Carolina probably be happy to play Mississippi State in football, women's basketball, and baseball. But you're not getting North Carolina to come to the hump. Uh, Same with Duke. Duke would not come to the hump. Um, By that same token, I don't know that there are places State would probably not be interested in going. You know, is State really going to send? Think about sending your women's basketball team in the middle of February to Washington State. Yeah, you know something like that. So, well, I, I know like, the concept is good. I, I know that in this instance, football would be the hangout. But didn't Clemson come for men's basketball a few years ago? They or, did. Or was that, or was that Clemson did? Was that no, 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 they played. They here. came here. They That's came right. here. Yeah. Clemson is one thing. The only th- North Carolina came for the NIT. Yeah. Which is still a that is a surreal. If you were at that game. And I was. It was absolutely to surreal to see North Carolina, Roy Williams, Tar Heels, Carolina Blue, at the Humphrey Coliseum. It was it, it, the only thing that would top that if is if I saw something like Notre Dame or Michigan at Davis Wade. That's this. I mean, it blew my mind. Yeah. Like I remember they coming out for warmups. I was like, that is bleeping North Carolina here in Starkville. Incredible. All right. Ah. Uh, Logan Ledbetter, we're going to get a few of these today. How many years do you give Coach Allen if he does not make the tournament? If he doesn't make it this year? Yeah. If he doesn't make it this year and he doesn't make it next year, that's it. Well, you say that. I mean, they're... (laughs) Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know enough about basketball, I think, to tell you with confidence that, yeah, they can move on and improve. Well, I mean, if you miss the tournament, back-to-back, I mean... (laughs) At that point, let's play that out. They don't go to the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. This is year five, right? Next year is year six. Right. So even if you don't hold the first year or two against him, which I kind of don't, that's making the tournament once in four years, and mm-hmm. that once you got bounced in the first game. Yeah. So I, I just feel like at that point, you're saying, you know, who can you get? Well, who you got is not getting it done. Yeah. So yeah. what would you say about Moorhead? You know, there comes a point where you just got to take the gamble. Yeah. You well, may be at that point if you miss the tournament this year. Here's what I would say. I don't think you can miss the tournament this year and next year and him still be the coach two two or three years from now. I just don't think that can Here's happen. what I would say. 
You you mentioned Frank Martin yesterday, remember? Yeah. His potential replacement. How many times has Frank Martin been to the tournament at South Carolina? Ah, uh, probably not. Uh, well, he's been to the Final Four, I know. Right. But how many times over? Um, what, three? Four? One time. Is, 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 was that the, was that That's it? the only time he's been. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. You look at Rick Barnes. That was his only trip to the tournament? Now, he's been, he went to, at Kansas State, he went four times. Yeah. But at South Carolina, one trip. How long has he been at Carolina? This is his, this was his eighth season. So this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, look at Rick Barnes. I think he's going to miss the tournament this year. So he'll have been twice in five years at Tennessee. You know, Bruce Pearl's obviously got things going the right way. Will Wade has got things going the right way. Not that there's anything wrong. You know, he's not doing anything illegal. Um, but like Mike White, that they're probably not going to the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just an interesting thing. You know, Kermit Davis, they're not going to the NCAA tournament this year. We'll see what happens to him next year. I mean, he's just in year two. But well, well, the the thing is too, and we it goes back to what we talked about with Moorhead. You don't make a move unless you know who you're going to hire. Right. And, and granted. I guess State didn't exactly know they were going to hire Mike Luch when they got rid of Moorhead. I don't think that was choice one. I think Billy Napier probably was. But mm-hmm. um, but still, you knew that there were enough options out there. You were going to land a somebody. Yeah. Um, again, you, you, I think if, he, if they don't go to the tournament in the next two years, it's probably not Ben Howland as the head coach. But then again, you can't end up with a third guy on Clemson's bench again. you gotta, you got to be sure what you're doing, yeah. Red Devil Dog asks, now that the tight end position has basically gone under Mike Leach's system, what do you see happening to those players? Do they move to other spots? Do they leave the program? This is in football for Brad Compass. I, I have said I think Brad Compass is probably going to end up making a full-time move to baseball. I don't know if it's – I haven't spoken to him. It just makes sense for me. You you, you know, you mentioned it the other day that, 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 that the coaches said that there's a little bit of a misconception with the tight end position. But that said, guys like Dante Jones and, and Jaquarius Spivey, I don't see them – I don't see Mississippi State continuing to pursue guys like that. Yeah, I, it just doesn't seem like the ideal fit for, right. for for what Leach and company wants to do. I mean, I don't think I think if there's like some kind of a hybrid athlete that could be in a tight end at some other place, but could come here and yeah. catch a lot of passes. I mean, I don't think they're going to turn that down. Right. But but yeah, yeah. I, I think you are. Gonna, Here's the thing about tight ends too, and especially in high school. Is that there aren't a lot of them? There aren't a lot of six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound guys who run four six. You know, those guys turn usually in high school. They're just playing quarterback and they're just snapping those guys the ball. High school receivers are just usually are tight ends in college ten are receivers who have a big frame that you can turn into a tight end. You mentioned Combus here. Like Dante uh, Jones was a wide receiver in high school. I, I'm gonna well. You mentioned Columbus. I'm going to steal here from. I'm not really stealing because he's my coworker to start with other news, and this is going to be in the paper by the time you read this, or by the time you hear this. But uh, Robbie ha- is running a Brad Columbus feature in, okay. in the Starfield Daily News on Thursday, and the final quote of the story they were talking about uh, meeting Mike Leach and things. And Columbus said, "I haven't met him yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I played a lot more wide receiver in high school than I did tight end anyway, so I think I'll fit in fine with what they want to do there. We'll see what he does then. So, All right. Cody Clark wants to know, what do you do when you're up with a baby at 2 a.m. and everyone else is asleep? You know, I actually didn't have to deal with this a whole t- yeah, a, a ton. because I worked a lot of nights, so I got out of it that way. Well, you know, I, my my both of my children were fed all natural. Ah, um, yeah. uh, so, I mean... 
I can't, I, you know, I'm not up giving the bottle, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were times where, there for the first couple of weeks, you know, I was getting up every time she did, and it's like, I can't do anything here. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, she she as a team player, you know, she's like, well, you know, there's times during the day or whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's, she's like, yeah. you can't do anything, so just lay there, I, yeah. whatever. I mean, that, there for a little while, especially when we first got home, I was getting, you know, getting the kid changed and handed yeah. to her that sort of deal. And then, you know, when she's up and running, she's like, I'm awake. Yeah, and I got, I've got to be awake. <laughs> so, yeah. what, whatever. So I didn't have a ton of experience with that. One thing I will, I will suggest to you. I think this app is still available. It's called Tunity. You ever heard of it? Oh yeah, where you can like hear you can the hear TV. muted TVs, so yeah. you can pop in your earbuds and scan your TV and listen to your TV through your phone, and that way the baby's not hearing anything. Well, I'm sure there are TVs probably now with Bluetooth. So yeah, that's probably too. Probably just true do it too, that way; so. it'd be a lot simpler. But I don't know if you have one. I don't. Yeah. Cody Clark also wants to know: with the Summer Olympics this year, what is your favorite Olympic sport? Uh let's see. I'm trying to think what my favorite would be. I was always glued to the TV uh, when Michael Phelps and the, the swimming, swimming and stuff. Okay. So uh, I think that that's the first thing that comes to mind. I love watching the 100-meter dash. Yeah. Uh, I love watching the early rounds of basketball when the U.S. is just murdering teams. I, I mean, you tell me that the U.S. is playing, you know, Bosnia or, you know, Senegal or something, I'm going to tune in to watch that, to watch them win 125 to 30. <laughs> I just can't help myself, and I can't help watching LeBron oh, and those thing. guys just destroy people. There's part of you, of me. I mean, baseball is my favorite sport. Yeah, of course, it's not an Olympic sport anymore. Yeah. Well, it's going. I oh, think it's, it's turning. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you have the the best of the best out there. Yeah. It's, it's like you know amateurs. Yeah. or whatever. So it's, I like watching wrestling too. Yeah, not not you know I like watching the amateur wrestling. So one of my favorite like winter Olympic sport, I like the bobsled. Bobsled's fun. I like speed skating too. So I don't know why I just do. All right, uh, back to it here. Justin Strawn. Usually our first questions. He's behind the times. Uh, fans have never really warmed up to Ben Hallen. How much of it has to do with the fact that he's 3-6 and six against Ole Miss and not 7-2? and two? It's part of it. Yep, that's a lot. No coach at MSU can ever fully be embraced if they're not beating Ole Miss. It is sim- it is, that is just – I can't make it any simpler than that. You know. And I think part of Hallen's issues here, too, are that – I mean, he comes in and he's billed as the guy that's been to three Final Fours. And, I mean, there's expectation that he's going to get Mississippi State to that level. And here we are, five, six years in, whatever it is, and it's just all all it's been really is a roller coaster is what it's been. It's been up and down, yeah. So I, I think there's just some. You've never felt at any point with Howland that things were steady. Well, there's never been a point either with Howland where you just thought we have a you know Mississippi State has a, a really good coach. Yeah, you know you have a really good recruiter for sure, but it's like we talked about yesterday. I I don't know the game of basketball well enough to critique Ben Howland's on court right. decisions, right. but there have been times like in Oxford where you know what's coming and and yet your guys just don't seem prepared for it a little right. bit. Like right. it just it kind of makes right. you scratch your head a little bit. You're right. Robert Woodard continues to show up as a first-rounder in mock drafts for this year. If that comes to fruition, will there have been a player at Mississippi State drafted so high that has flown under the radar as much as he has? That's a good question. Yeah, especially for basketball. I mean, State has only had so many first-rounders. Yeah. And those guys were like evident first-rounders, Dante Jones and Dan Pierre. I think so much of, of Woodard's uh, top you know, like first-round 
whatever projections mm-hmm. is just based upon potential. You yeah. haven't really necessarily seen it. You see the, say, you he's see got the skills. He's got a lot yeah. of skills. He's a very skilled player. Yeah, so. mid, his mid range game said, is good. Um, he there's there's a lot of tools that he has. I'm trying to think like a baseball player that sort of you know oh well they went in the first round nobody's coming to mind there. So yeah, the the one the person that came to my mind at first was Jonathan Abram. But by the end of the year, he was playing like a first-round pick. But he, yeah. he was a really good player his whole career. So, uh, Let's see here. Let's, let's move forward here. I have one here that was sent to me via... Uh, oh, go ahead. You ask it. Another route. So I'll just go ahead and ask Another it route? Well, DM. Okay. As opposed to... <laughs> Ryan Hamrick, he said he wasn't really sure how to do this. This is his first time rumbler here. All right. Well, let's get after it, Ryan. So uh, here we go. Uh, is Major League a top-four baseball movie? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Top four baseball movies. Field of Dreams. Uh, That's your number one? Yeah. I'm going to go. I think I. I don't know. And the rest of these aren't in any order. Major League. Um, I liked Eight Men Out. That's a good movie. Um, Eight Men Out. And. You know, call me a sucker. I like Little Big League. Oh, I like Little Big League. Right. It's got right. Griffey in it. Transcendent. No, I'm just kidding. Not Please, no. <laughs> no more of that. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know that I can rank them, but probably my four favorite, Major League, mm-hmm. um, for love of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Above Field of Dreams? I, I told you I'm not ranking them. Okay. Um, well, then it's Field of Dreams in your top well, four? I, Bull Durham maybe in there? Yeah, that should be in there. Um, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of that. It's a good movie, and, and see, that's how I am about Field of Dreams. Like, I, I like Field of Dreams. Now, now we're gonna fight. I like Field of Dreams, but I don't know that I'm just the most humongous fan. I, I'll throw it in there just to satisfy you, though. Okay, appreciate that. Uh, Trotter Flynn wants to know who would be the best celebrity to introduce Mike Leach for Game One on the Jumbotron at Davis Wade. Parker Posey reenacting the air raid scene from Dazed and Confused. Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Winner. That's it for uh, me. I think Jimmy Buffett. Or Gardner Minshew. Buffett went to Southern, so we don't know he's and out. He Minshew, while he's a Mississippi guy, he he did yeah, not. He did I not mean, he there. has no Johnny Depp. Yeah. The the only thing I don't like about it is the whole. I I'm don't getting know, a little pirated. You're out. getting pirate. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with that being like a little bit of a subplot. Yeah. For Mississippi State, but to like continually push it as one of the main events, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not putting huge. it on the, like if you want to have like a small. Uh, Crossbone or cross or whatever on yeah. your cowbell. I'm kind of cool with that. Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But if it's like we're taking off bully and putting on the swords now, like yeah. that, just, that seems Not a little weird. Fan. Not a huge fan. Alexandra Watson. If a student athlete transfers to another school and switches sports, do they still have to sit out a year? How funny would that be? <laughs> Brad, come. Well, I don't know. He plays two sports. I was going to say if he like switched yeah. somewhere. And- Somebody like uh, Robert Woodard. I'm going to transfer to LSU, but I'm playing football. You know, somebody could that guy have, would be a fantastic wide receiver. Somebody could have done this. I guess would be like Elijah Staley when he, he could was have done here that. Because yeah. I mean, um, he did transfer, but I think he had to sit out. No, he didn't but, sit out because I think he dropped down a level, so he didn't have I to. Think that's right. Yeah. He went to Morgan State, right? I can't remember where he went. That to. sounds right. So um, that's an interesting I, little I don't loophole. Know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the, the answer, answer to that. that. Me either. But it's an inter- that would be an interesting loophole for sure. Uh, let's see here, Graham Yateman. What scenario would have uh, more fans in Davis Wade? This year's spring game with K.J. Costello as QB1 or Moorhead as head coach versus New Mexico on September 5th? I think when you combine, especially when you combine the fact that there's a baseball game against Ole Miss after it, I think it spring would game be the is spring the answer. Game. Even without K.J. Costello, it's still gonna be the, it would still be the answer. 
yeah. weather pending. Watch, watching guess. Schrader and, and Keaton or whoever would be more exciting than that New Mexico game. Yeah, I mean, if it's like pouring down or something, I, that may change my mind. But it, good weather, yeah, I think I'd go spring game. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Ellisville Dog. Joel. Hey. Are you satisfied with the Braves offseason? What would you like to have seen them do differently? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would have preferred them spend the money on Donaldson. Um as opposed to having to pivot and get Ozuna. But with it happening the way it happened, uh, yeah, I'm pretty okay with it. Um, right now, I guess my only major concern with the Braves is actually their pitching rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, because here, pitchers and catchers report reported on Wednesday, and Cole Hamels is already not going to be ready for opening day because he has a shoulder issue. So, I mean... The Braves have plenty of pitching. It's just some of it is young and some of it's unproven. So I guess right now, as open, if opening day was here, your your four and five stars for the Braves would be Felix Hernandez, which that'd be great if it was you know 2010, but it's not. And, uh, and Sean Newcomb, who you know once was like a strike away from no hitting the Dodgers. I mean, it's in him to to do well, but he he was a reliever last year. Can he bounce back into the rotation? Who who knows? I just have some questions with the rotation. But overall, yeah, I I would give the Braves at least a B-plus for what they did this offseason. What are the predictions we have for the Braves and the Giants this year? I think the Braves are the best team in the NL East. Mm -hmm. And that that isn't me being a homer. I I actually believe the Braves are the the best team. I mean, there's a better rotation. Where does their season end? I mean, probably the first round of the playoffs, where it always ends if they get there. <laughs> uh, but, but I do. I actually, I truly believe right now that the Braves are the second best team in the National League. Yeah. Uh, for the Giants, fart. <laughs> Just think though, whenever they add like thirteen wild cards here in a couple of years, you got a shot. Yeah, you got a chance to get in. They'll be the fourteenth team. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right, now we're into some things here. What's more important? Ask KES. Good coaching or good recruiting? It's good recruiting to me. Players win games. If you took, if, if Saban had taken over Ole Miss last year and Matt Luke had taken over Alabama, the results would not have been that different. It's good. You're right. It's good recruiting because the right talent can shine over mm-hmm. even not great coaching. Yeah. But basketball gives gives you pause here. It Men, does. Men's basketball gives you pause because state state at the level it has recruited at and the talent that's out there. I don't think we should be sitting here on February the thirteenth, yeah, with Mississippi State on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament, given the talent that's on that roster. I've mentioned it again, but the decision to go after Quentin Post instead of signing a grad transfer point guard is was just a huge mistake. I'm now Post may in two years maybe eat my words and be a guy who's getting twenty and ten. But for a guy who could have helped you this year, you needed another guard. Grad transfer point guard. Let's just say someone was here. Like, mm-hmm. does that state's record all that different right now? I think it is. I think if they had somebody who was a real point guard, then you could play Nick at the two. You could play, you know, you'd have Nick starting at the two and Tyson and Molinar off the bench and Stewart. You'd have, you would automatically create some more depth for you. I think it would. Maybe so. So, um, Steven Sprawberry, this is an interesting question. Typically, seven points is given for a football home field advantage. How many points do you allow for the other big sports? Hmm. So for basketball home court, surely it's worth three points, right? I would that that would was my first instinct. Yeah. You would think. And then in baseball. A run. It just depends though. 
You know, because if you know baseball like odds or whatever, they you don't see like a one run favorite. Like that's not no, how, that's they, how do they do baseball. It. It's almost all like totals. Yeah. So, so that's but yeah, uh, Duty Noble's worth a run most games. I would think. Doc Brown, uh, Trotter Flynn. This is a good question. Doc Brown's DeLorean takes you to Christmas 2010 and to the MSU Athletics Department. Wants my advice on how to handle the the basketball fight in the stands, the Hawaiian incident. What do you tell them? I want that DeLorean to take me back to the actual fight, and I'm going to pull everybody off of that, and I'm going to let Elgin Bailey absolutely beat Renardo City to a bloody pulp, and just to just in his will right to continue playing basketball. <laughs> he quits the team, and we just all move forward. That said, my advice would have been like, I don't care what Sydney has if if it if it costs some probation, it's it's not worth keeping that guy around. He's obviously a cancer. You know, if you got to buy him off, then go do that. Make that happen. It costs money to shut him up. Whatever, but it's not worth keeping that guy around. I, I don't disagree with any of that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you had a fight and you only kicked off one guy, it tells you something that some, there was there was no reason for that. So. Clifton Taylor has a very simple question. Did Mike Leach bring the Washington rain with him to Mississippi? It seems that way. Yeah. I think it's rained 75% of the day since he's been here, I think. Seems like it. Yeah. Tyler Heydrich wants to know, rank these players from best to worst. Mike Trout, Ichiro, Pete Rose, Ted Williams. Wow. <sighs> um, that's four that's, Hall of that's, Famers. That's tough. I like Ichiro, but he's fourth. Okay. Agree? Yes. I really think there's still work to do, but when all's said and done, I think Trout will be at the top of that list. But he's not right now. I think if his career ended today, I would not put him No, he'd there. be third. Yeah, if it ended today. Right. I mean, all you can do is, well, he didn't say anything. Just to where he is right now, with those other two guys, he's third. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could flip a coin. Both those guys are darn good. But Pete Rose had 4,000 and something hits. He did. Good gosh. But, but I think Ted Williams, what Ted he did Williams was a little more impressive. Last guy to hit 400. So I think I'll more go power. Williams, Rose, Trout, <coughs> Ichiro. But if you ask me this when Trout's career's over, I think Trout's won. Could be. Another question about this, though. Do you think we give Ichiro the credit he deserves as one of the greatest baseball players of all time? Or do you feel like fans have glossed over one, if not the greatest hitter of a generation? I, I think he gets forgotten about a little bit for a couple reasons. One, Same reason uh, Mike Trout gets forgotten. Well, three reasons then, yeah. yeah. He, he uh, yeah, most of his careers on the yeah. West Coast. On a team that, you know, they had one great year, but they didn't, they didn't win a World Series. Yeah. Um, also, Ichiro, I mean, chicks dig the long ball, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, he could hit a few, but he, he wasn't known for his pop. Yeah. And, and also, uh, he kind of had that, those last two or three years when he yeah. wasn't the Hall of Fame player. And, and on t- fair and unfair, the language barrier. He just, he didn't speak English very well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's bit. it's difficult for fans to get behind a guy. It's, it's it's easy for Seattle fans. But for, you know, uh, people just watching baseball and the guy can't really do an interview, it's it's difficult to get behind that. I, I've read some things on Ichiro before. I was talking about Chicks Dig the Long Ball, where, like, in BP, dude could just, like, hit him at will, though, in BP. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he, he could just spray it all, all over the fence anywhere he wanted to. This is a good question, but it's going to make you be unprofessional. You ready? Yeah. Hunter Gillen wants to know who are your top three most hated Ole Miss players of all time. Okay, I don't do this often, but I'll go back to great day to be a Bulldog. Joel, Let's do it. Here for a minute. He said his undisputed number one is Marshall Henderson. 
I think that's your undisputed that number is one. Undisputed. Uh I'm trying to think if anybody for me would would top him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got I I've got I, two. I'm trying to think who third is. I I don't think anybody can top him. All right, go ahead then. Do you have, you have any more? You want to do top three? See, I. I don't I, I, in thinking back I don't know that as I don't know that I had a whole lot of guys that was like that I'll tell you one that always kind of stuck in my crawl but it's because I was so young when it happened was Patridge just sure, for Patridge. the yeah okay. for, for the 97 Egg Bowl and yeah. the whole you know yeah um so he's one that always in my mind is like I just don't like that guy but it's because right. that one moment it's not because he was a right uh but anyway go hit, hit me with yours CJ Johnson oh gosh can't stand that guy. And uh, a third one, I, I sort of a bad, another basketball one. I never liked Jozon Darby. Could not stand that guy. So that's that's probably number three. I think I didn't like right now. Ryan Nelson is listening to this, and he hasn't thought about Jozon Darby in like probably five or six years, and his eyeball just twitched. He hated Jozon Darby. Here's a guy. This dude, he, he may have been a great guy. I don't know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I never really liked Sykes Orvis just for that stash he had on yeah. his face. Like it, just, it was Every rough. time I saw him, it was just like, yeah. he just didn't look. Yeah. But then again, like there's like Gardner Minshew who, yeah. who with his stash, no, you're, right. you're like, that dude's cool. But It's just it's just who you are sometimes. I, I, so, yeah. I, I, there was definitely some, uh, some, some what threads they were wearing was what, what yeah. the pick, you know, more so than anything. They, all those guys, like if they were on your Probably. team, oh, they would have been your favorite I say this player. all the time, that in college – if we woke up tomorrow and everybody had sw- the the entire enrollment of the universities had all switched, and State's team had Rice Plumley and Ely and Corral, <laughs> we'd all love those guys, and we would hate Schrader, and we would hate Schrader with that beard. What's he think? It would be like exactly like that. You yeah, know? we would all love those guys. It's it's think about Fred Smoot. How can you like Fred Smoot if he's not on your team? The only yeah. reason anybody likes Fred Smoot is he was a bulldog because that guy agitated everybody. So. The, the older I get, and part of it too is I've been doing this now for you know six years, whatever, and and, it, and some of it just wears off. But the older I get, the more I, I guess you look at the rivalry and you're like, some some of this is just stupid. Some of it is, but <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't partake. Uh, Kerry Pennebaker, do you think when Tyree came back in with two fouls that every other coach in the country would have made the game plan to make sure he got the fouls to keep him out of the game? State would have been the one to win by 25 if they had done that. It's a good question. Once Tyree got the foul and they brought him back in, the the game plan has to be drive at him every play. Drive at him, drive at him, drive at him. Make him get a third foul. And they didn't do that. Yeah, there's a lot of things about that game that... We could, yeah, we could pick and choose. Looking back, it just... Is that... I mean, it's obviously state's worst performance of the year. Was mm-hmm. that was that Allen's worst coaching performance of the year too? I mean, yeah, it has yeah, to be right. Absolutely goes back. I mean, think about like last year, where that was it LSU or whatever when they when Woodard was so good. And maybe in the Ole Miss game, he was so good in the first half, and, and you then just didn't never play, saw him again. I just didn't put him in. Like I forgot about it. I like. forgot. It doesn't. I, it drives me insane. Uh, Andrew Miller, I spent two summers as a delivery driver for Papa John's, and I saw plenty of interesting food cre- creations for my coworkers, and we had time to kill. What's the best non-menu item I ever made? Okay. That's a good question. I never really went too far down the rabbit hole of creativity. Well, you, you know, you're not, you're not really adventurous on stuff. 
It doesn't seem well, that's, like. Well, I also got to think about it. It's not like I had a lobster back there to work with or something. Yeah. It's, I just got what's in there is. But, uh, okay, I take a thin crust, brush the whole thing with garlic butter, then put pizza sauce over top of that, uh, a seasoning packet, and a crushed red pepper packet, a little spice. We're going to go layer of bacon, a layer of Canadian bacon, cheese, another layer of bacon, and then another squirrel of garlic butter over the top. And then we're going to let that bake. And uh, we called it, depending on who you asked, either the thing or the big punisher. And when I tell you that even old Brian Haydad couldn't eat more than two slices of that thing, well, you know I'm telling you the truth. I remember we went. To, I went to an, old, an egg bowl, and I told the Oxford manager, hey, I'm coming. I'm going to drop by and make a couple of pizzas or something. Yeah, okay, no problem. So I get there, and I, I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, he knew, I knew the guy who was working. And my friend who went to Ole Miss had never eaten one of these, and he was just like, you need to make two, you need to make two. And me and another buddy who went to state, we were like, we don't need to make two. Make two, make two. All right, I'll make two. The The second one went into the fridge whole. Nobody could eat it. And then we waited the next day. It was a monster. Really good, too. I would love to, just for my own giggles, one see time? the nutrition info on the No, I, Buddy, I, I don't care anything about One slice had to be as a whole pizza. I mean, it, there's so much garlic butter on the damn thing. Yeah. So, Oof. Well, Tyler Covington was ahead of you, or you were ahead of him. He asked if it was the worst loss of the Howland era. The Howland era? Uh, Wouldn't the Liberty game be that? Up 10 in the NCAA tournament? But it's still the NCAA tournament. I though, guess. So crap happens, you know. And considering the fact that you had a 13-point lead on Ole Miss and you lost by... And you had their best player in foul trouble? Uh, yeah. It's it's a bad one. When, when you consider all the factors... Is the is the loss two years ago in AK's last team when they, get, they blew another double-digit lead? Is that worse? You know, there this was... one, this one, see, t- t- and and part of it's because this team, to me, this mm-hmm. Mississippi State team, is is it should have a better record than it has. This team's better, so yeah. I mean, I don't know for a fact that it's the worst loss of Howland era, but and maybe I'm prisoner of the moment talking here a little bit, but I kind of think it may be. Okay. Ryan Sims asks, which sport will win a state a national title at Mississippi State first, women's basketball or baseball? What do you say? Uh, I think baseball could do it this year. I don't know if they will, but I think they could. I mean, I guess women's basketball could this year too, but I think that for this year, if you told me one of them was going to do it this year, I would feel more comfortable saying baseball. Mm-hmm. So... Well, the thing is, though, I don't think baseball. I think next year women would be. That's the thing. If more baseball favored. doesn't win it this year, I'm picking the women. Because I think they're going to win it in the next two years. And it's and it's tough to. Uh, I think I'm actually going to say women's basketball because I think they're going to have two shot, two or three shots in a row here. Yeah. And baseball may only have like one in the next. Yeah. Two After or three this years, this so. team, they, it's a little bit of a reload. Yeah. So. Not not that the state baseball still wants right, good. Right, they be will, good, but. but yeah. Ford Polk asks, what song gets you going at the gym? His are Solo by Future, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, or any Alter Bridge song. So Joel T's need, needs a little extra juice on the treadmill. What's what's on the, what's on the, the earbuds there? Mm, you know, this is going to make me sound like a loser. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I work out. Oh. Well, there you go. That's, a, that's, that's, disapp- I mean, that's disappointing. I, I'm trying to think of what's, what's something that uh, – 
I like Thunderstruck a lot. Okay, that's, that, that's, that's good. That's that's one that's when, when I go music, I have a lot of ACDC. I okay. like ACDC. Okay. Do we see Kylan Hill lined up outside or in the slot a few times a game? Maybe. I think you see more two back sets though. So possible somebody goes into motion. You know, not necessarily lined up in the slot, but motions out into the slot could happen. You think? Yeah. I, I, you know, the thing that it, that stands out to me a little bit was I, I think I hearken back to my conversation with Steve Spurrier Jr. the other day, and and he's like, we don't really add a ton of new wrinkles and stuff to our yeah. stuff. Like what we do is what we've yeah. always done is what we're going to continue to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they've used two back know, sets. So. I, I know, I know. So that, that's in the repertoire. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see here. Dalton Lee, if schools could pick real songs as their fight song, what would you and I choose for Mississippi State? Uh, it'd be Who Let the Dogs Out, wouldn't it? As the fight song, the band is going to play that? I don't know. Well, he said real songs. I know. I'm just saying. We've discussed this before. Stanford's fight song is All Right Now by Free. So, like, what can, you know, Mr. Brightside. No, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of like, because you know, we still have the band. The band has to play the song. So what would sound good? I don't know. War uh, dog? No, not war. It's war pigs. That's not right. Um, <laughs> that'd be good for Arkansas though. Bad to the bone. Uh, bad to the bone would not be a bad choice. Yeah, that's an interesting question. That requires a little more thought. Uh, Kevin Wright, I will be coaching under eight girls soccer this year. My first first youth coaching gig. Any suggestions? You tell them you'll give them ice cream after every game if they'll just spread out. Don't Fight follow the ball. the ball. Stay with your person. Just drive. My, my daughter's playing basketball right now, and I just I, I told I told the coach I was like, you tell the kids I will buy ice cream if they ever have a game where they just spread out and there's not one person dribbling up the court and two other people standing right next to her. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Spread out. <laughs> <gasps> and then on defense, they're just like somebody. We have there's one girl. She just they just take the ball and they just dribble it down into the corner, and they're just standing there dribbling like you're giving yourself another defender. Stay in the middle, pass the ball. It drives me insane. Like I could not coach because I would be like, we're gonna co- we're gonna practice every night until I feel comfortable. And also they have the rule where like everybody has to play. I'd be like, if your kid's not doing things right, I'm not gonna play them. But can't do that, so I would never coach. Yeah, the same way though, with like T ball, you know, ground yeah. ball to the left side, and you got like first baseman charging over to try, yeah, yeah. To, try to get a ball hit yeah. to third. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just, just stay yeah. put. Like I would make them watch a game. Just <laughs> that film like, study. Watch the watch a real game and like see what your position is doing. Do that. Why do pitchers and catchers in MLB report to spring training so much earlier than everyone else? You might know the answer to this. I do not. Well, I mean, mainly because the pitchers are. I mean, yeah. but but the thing is, now in twenty twenty, these guys have been throwing since like January anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, it just you you want pitchers to have time to to build up arm strength and stretch them out. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's it, throwing overhand is a. It's not just a motion that you want to run out there in, in April and be like, hey, I've thrown in six months. Go yeah. throw hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who would be the Mike Leach of college basketball? I had two thoughts on this. Is there this. anybody that just shoots threes? There, <laughs> I had two thoughts on this. First off, from a coaching perspective, the guy I thought it was Bob Huggins. But from an overall perspective, he's not a coach. Bill Walton. Yeah, who just go off on a tangent about anything. Yeah. So, 
I was thinking more like air raid, just chunking it up. But yeah, Britt Reynolds wants to know if we were in the baseball lineup this weekend, what would your walk up song be? Ah, uh, what would? Every time I get asked this or mm-hmm. think about it, you it change changes. It. Yeah. Um, I actually when I when I was a senior in high school, I, I stole a. I can't even remember now what Mississippi State baseball player it was. Um, but I kind of stole his walk up song. But it was a. Uh, uh, Tone Loke. Funky uh, Cole Medina? No, uh, let's do it. Wild Thing? Yeah, Wild Thing. That was your walk-up song? Yeah. It never got to like the later parts of it. It was just, let's do it. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the only words you ever heard was, let's do it. <laughs> but, but yes, that was actually... I would have heckled you, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to remember what what state baseball player had it when I was like. I don't remember. Early 2000s. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. Is that what you'd go with today, though? No. Okay. It, it would not be. So what would go, it be? Go. You go while I think. So I'm going to use the undisputed era's Titantron. Oh, that's good. Just so that when I come up to the plate and I'm ready to get, I want the whole crowd to give me the boom. I would. I would want something that was very. Now that I have time to think about it, something that that was very uh, Jake Mangum-ish or Elijah Magnum-ish that had audience participation. Yeah. I wouldn't want some random rap song that only I knew. Yeah. I wouldn't want some... I would want something that everyone in the ballpark could either clap or sing to or or something. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. As we go through the show, I'm going to continue to think. Okay. Daniel Montgomery doesn't have a question. He wants to point out, I screwed this up. The South Carolina game next Wednesday is at 8, not 5.30. I was I, I was looking at the wrong thing. When State goes to South Carolina in a few weeks, that game is at 5.30 Central. So that was my mistake. All right, now we're into the uh, mentions portion of this thing where i got to find some questions. Here we go. Dr. Tony Loper, best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. How much was Moorhead hurt by being the man following the man? We always say it. Never want to be the man that follows the man. But I say not that much. Because if he had just won the games he was supposed to win, he'd still be the coach here today. And that's because the man before him won the games he was supposed to win, right. though. Yeah. So well, I mean, I, I guess I think, part of that. I think he was. I think he was. I think that was, was a humongous part he of He was it. left a team that was built to win and didn't win enough with it. That's what I would say. But okay. And who built the the team that he was left that we all thought could win with? Yeah, the man. So I, I think that a ton of now it wasn't everything. Now don't misunderstand me, but yeah. I think that a lot of the issue was that that Dan Mullen raised everyone's expectations, and then Joe made the stupid mistake of hopping off the plane and taking already high expectations and start talking about Heisman's and. Get your ring size and all that whole nine yeah, yeah. yards. I still think that was his biggest mistake, and if he could have changed anything, that's his, it would be getting off the that's plane. That's his. If you have any uh, information, tweet it compl- or give it to Ole Miss. It really compliance. is. That's his moment. It is. That, yeah. that that was. I don't think he ever really completely recovered from it. No, from the time he lost to Kentucky, that quote haunted him. Yeah. So, uh, Mister Hale State wants to know. What's your favorite show on Netflix? I never really watch a ton of Netflix original programming. The last one I was really into was uh, Daredevil. Uh, I watched some of The Punisher. I watched some Black Mirror, which is a messed up show. You ever watch it? Really messed up. Like like the Twilight Zone for a modern day 
really amped up on the gotcha and the mess with your mind stuff. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever watched a Netflix original series ever. Well, there you go. But I, I do watch The Office on it. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, also wants to know, what's your go-to after a weekend baseball game? So after the game, you're, you're, you're thinking, let's talk a little some dinner. Where are you, where are you heading? Home. Home is probably I, the I'm, I'm old. I've I'm got already, two kids. I've been at the ballpark I for about seven hours at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know that's not the great, but for us, I mean, or at least yeah. for me, with two I mean, It just depends on what you're doing, too. I mean, you know, is it you and your guys? You know, you and the guys had to stagger in and get some beers and watch some, watch some basketball or something. Or, you know, if it's if it's you and your wife, go to restaurant Tyler or the veranda and have a nice meal. I mean, it just depends what you're doing. No crap. Like, when I leave the game at sometime probably between 4 and 5 o'clock on Friday, I'm going to Strange Brew. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and then I'm going home. Yeah. Robert Templeton asked, "Have either he asked if I want to watch it, but it's neither one of us. Have you watched the cat documentary on Netflix? It's uh, called You Don't Bleep with Cats or something. I have not. My wife watched it, and she said it is messed up. So I probably won't be watching it. Uh, let's see here. Still a lot of mentions. A lot of mentions today. All right, Caleb Smith. What are the percentage chances State wins these games next season? Separate percentages for football. Here we go. At LSU. Uh, like a percentage, like a hundred percent or zero. Yeah. Uh, at LSU, percentage chance that State wins that game. Uh, thirty. Wow, that's high. That's pretty high. I would have said like fifteen. Okay. I will say it's higher than it was yesterday before they hired Scott Linehan as their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Why on earth they would do such a thing as that? I, I mean, I don't necessarily trust LSU to keep the machine going. I mean, I need to see who the quarterback is. I do is, too, so, but so. I mean, winning at Tiger Stadium, though, is always dicey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, home against Auburn. Uh, 40. 40? Wow. Okay. I don't know. I mean, what do you You're, think? Like 30, 30 maybe? 30? I don't know. I, Auburn may not be that good, though. You could exactly. Be, you I could mean, right. I just I'm not convinced right, that yeah, Auburn's good and it's at home. So, all right. Uh, at Alabama, uh, ten or less. One percent. One. Not probably not happening. At Ole Miss, this is the one where I would say State's the favorite. I asked Richard to got this on the show Wednesday. I said, "Give me an early egg ball line." He had Ole Miss by three. I'm like, I just looked at him cross-eyed. I was like. No. State's going to be favored. State would be favored right now, I would think. I mean, I, I'm going at least, and this may be even low, depending on what you think, but I, there's going to be so much emotion coming into that game, I think, because both teams wanting to prove our new coach, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know that probably the two coaches themselves, they're probably going to be, one's going to be thinking about Pirates and one's going to be thinking about clubbing or something after the game. Who knows what he'll be He'd be, be clubbing. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll say State 55%. Oh, I'd say state like sixty five percent. Yeah, state state's state's favorite in that game to me. Well, I mean fifty five percent would be a favorite, but a b- state state slight. right now, I would take state if you said told me to set the line, I would say state minus five, minus four and a half. Which, you know, it's it's at Ole Miss. So yeah. on, on a neutral field I would say it's probably state by eight. Just I just think state's better. Yeah. Well, I mean if it was at, if it was in Starkville, I would probably say sixty five percent or yeah. something like that, but it's All not. Right. Uh let's see here. Who's got these next questions here? My good friend Brian McDuff wants to know. There's been a lot of discussion about the returning production this year. My biggest concern is who will account for all of Gidry's drops? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> Don't know the answer to that one. 
If I had to guess, maybe Javante Payton can pick up that slack. I don't know. What three pitchers would you want from movies? It can be fictional or real people. Ooh. I think we both want Henry Rowan Gartner pre, you know, yeah, between the injury and working it out. Unhittable. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great one. Um, you want Nuke Lelouch? No. Uh, if I could get uh, Mel Clark and Angels in the outfield, you okay. know, with the Angels' help. Yeah. How about I mean, Rick Vaughn. Give me Vaughn. <laughs> you want Vaughn? Uh you know, I mentioned for love of the game earlier, Billy Chapel threw a perfecto in his yeah, final he did. career game. He was so. a, he was a, he won a couple of Cy Young awards, didn't he? Yeah, so so yeah, that's a good choice. What Harris from uh, Eddie Harris from Major League? Yeah. Bardall, Vagisil. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of them give you two to three inches drop on the curveball. <laughs> you put snot on the ball. <laughs> I ain't got an arm like you, kid. I got to put anything on it I can find. Did you say Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good lines that, in that movie. That We should do – I've always thought about like, doing a pod, like watching a movie and just recording us <laughs> making fun of it. Time. That would be a good first one to do. <laughs> uh, all right. And then, I don't know if you saw this or not, but he wants our thoughts on 11-point safeties in football. This, this came out today. An article came out. I forget who wrote it. But they said it's ridiculous that a safety doesn't count as least as much as a touchdown. And he said he would push safeties to 11 points. Now, first off, that changes a lot of strategy in late because there would never be a team take a safety again. No. Because, I mean, you just can't. But think about it. like You, you pin somebody at the one, and that's great football, right? You played special teams. You played field position. You put your defense out there. They tackled the guy in the end zone. And it's only worth two points. The only question I would have is this. If it's 11 points... You don't get the ball. You can't get the ball back. You can't be an 18-point swing. <laughs> you got to kick the ball off. But that's an interesting idea to me. In the XFL, it could be like a 20-point swing. No, it could be more than that. Yeah. Because they have like the... Uh, don't they have the... Well, it's a 1-2 or a 3-point. But it's not. A, but there's no extra point on a safety. Yeah, that's right. So... so I, I like the idea. Uh, let's see here. Oh, last question here. Uh, from Alex Barham, just go ahead and give it to us. Catch wise, top three receivers for twenty twenty. I'm gonna one Malik Keith. Okay. Two Osiris. Okay. Three. I know who three should be. Mm, it's easy. Kylan Hill. That's the answer. That is the answer. Yeah. I, and he I, may, I, be, I would agree he with may that. go above Osiris. I would he agree may. with that. I would agree that Kylan Hill will be the guy. So. All right, that's the rumblings. Tomorrow's pod, we'll talk a little basketball. We'll preview a little bit of MSU versus uh, Arkansas. But it mainly, it is knock it out Joel Friday. We, were, we are at opening day. It's time to talk MSU baseball. I got the questions. Joel will have the answers. We'll have all that for you tomorrow on Thunder and Lightning. So until then, for Joel T. Coleman. Woo, and I never did uh, answer my walk-up. I- I'll continue to think about it. Maybe answer it on Knock It Out Joel Friday. But yeah, I, I think the last time I was asked that question, I went with with Chipper and Crazy Train. But we'll see. We'll see what you got. We'll see if I can come up with something. All right. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.